Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secret Birds HQ podcast. And this is podcast episode 38. And today I am joined by Miss Rachel Smits. And Rachel is the founder of rachelsmits.com. She's also a speaker with a fantastic TED Talk called Your Next Step. And she's also an author. Uh, she's authored two books, Living Abroad Successfully and Awaken Your Confidence. And today, Rachel is going to share with us business collaboration across cultures, tips for effective communication. So Rachel, hello and hello and hello. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joanne. Thank you so much for introducing me. Um, great to be here and uh, happy to uh, talk to you and uh, answer any questions. Um, please shoot. Yes, yes, yes. So Rachel, before we begin, um, do you want to just tell us very quickly a little bit about collaborating across across cultures and why it is important because our audience are like i've mentioned to you women from the, the emerging economies and the developing economies all around the world who are early stage entrepreneurs and looking to collaborate to grow their businesses so why is that important why is that something that they should focus on as a tool for for scaling up their businesses um, sure. Um, there's two things on my mind. First, why am I the one talking about this? And then, okay. you know, what can you do with it? Um, so who am I? Just really in short, you did introduce me, but um, I did live abroad for the past 15 years in, in about seven different countries and I'm still living abroad. So I'm still not ready to go back to my native country. Okay. And by doing that, actually, I, I really you know, developed a passion for different cultures and I developed a passion for languages. I love languages. I speak six of them and I, it, it really helps me to connect with the people. I've also, um, during all these years, I've had several managers jobs. I was working in the corporate world. Now I am uh, more of a trainer and a speaker, like you said, and I have, yeah, two TEDx talks and other international speaking events, but that passion for different cultures is what really drives me and in business and in personal life because you know networking meeting people but in business coming to business um, it is so important to know about these cultural differences because more and more if you ask me why is this is important because more and more you and I are now talking in two different continents you know more and more we connect with people and we do business with people of different countries different cultures and there's still so much frustration and so much misunderstandings going on because we don't understand the other culture and we don't understand other people's values and norms. And it can be very simple things. And that's, yeah, it could really help to increase a bit of cultural knowledge to increase a lot of the communication and understandings. Definitely, definitely. So diverse cultures, working with diverse cultures, do you think uh, it helps to create opportunities for innovation? I missed a little, you, you blacked out a little bit. You, can you repeat your question, please? I said, do you think that working with diverse cultures creates mm -hmm. an opportunity for innovation to occur? Mm. That's a very interesting question because it, it, um, there's various opinions on that and there's been research and it can be, honestly, um, it can be the best idea mm. or mm -hmm. it can be the worst idea. Mm. And yeah there, there is no there is no such thing as yeah working with different cultures can be a good thing it really depends on a lot of factors are you with a lot of people uh, what are the different cultures um are you in a small team a bigger team it it can be so that but it, this is really a discussion that can go on for a long time but just in short 
it could be very, very nice for innovation because you create a lot of different ideas, mm-hmm. you know, coming from different cultures, which is great. It can really, you know, brainstorming events, superb. But on the other hand, it can also take a long time before you really come up with something good because you have too many different opinions. Mm. And then who decides and what will it be? And then how do you implement it? So, yes, it can be good for brainstorming events, um, for coming up with ideas. But then, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that question. And I think a lot of people mm. you can you know, go either way. <laughs> mm. Interesting. I have always been under the impression, and just from my own experience, that it's a good thing in terms of mm. innovation. Because you've got lots mm. of different people together different mm. ideas, different thoughts, just different everything. So perhaps mm. you can come together and create something special. But that's just my view. I don't, I don't no, know. No, I agree with you. I have to say, I mean, for me, my, my tendency is also, is also to say, yes, you know, it, it does. It, it is a good thing for innovation. Uh-huh. But then you can uh, come up with an innovative idea, but then you always want to implement it. And then the implementation yeah. could be... That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think coming up with the idea might be great, but the execution mm-hmm. of it might be problematic. Exactly. I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. And then in terms of minimizing misunderstandings, which I think is so, I, I think it's just something that generally happens when you're dealing with people from different cultures and working together with people who, are, who think so differently to you. How, mm-hmm. how can that be minimized? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, there is a, there's a lot of things I can say about that, but um, I, I think what I usually do in most of my trainings is I start with cultural awareness. And what I mean with that is, is observe yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we're not aware of our own culture. Mm-hmm. And the way I, I like to use, and, and okay, let, let, let's try this without seeing me or without you know, seeing this image, but you know a, a fishbowl, right? Uh So just picture yourself or imagine a fishbowl with a goldfish swimming in it, okay? Uh And um, you have to imagine that you are that fish and you have a certain, you know, you have certain norms, certain values, certain beliefs, a lot of habits that you grew up with. You know, what is politeness uh, to you? Or or do you look someone in the eyes? Or do you greet someone by shaking hands or by giving a hug? Or do you speak very fast? Or do you speak very slow? So these are things that you're so used to. And a lot of times we're not aware of that. We're, Mm -hmm. We're so used to it that we're not aware of it. So, and then when you come into contact with another culture, then you kind of, if, if, you, if you're not really focusing on, on that awareness, then you tend to forget that. And then you expect the other culture to also have those same beliefs and norms and values, which is often not the case. So that's when, that's when I find observing yourself first very important. And then you can start observing the other. And coming back to my fishbowl, <laughs> because mm-hmm. I did start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you are in a fishbowl. And... Um, if, 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 um, now imagine a second fish coming into the fishbowl and then the second fish coming into that fishbowl says to the first fish that is there, oh, your water is nice and warm. And then the first fish says, huh, water, what water? And that means that, you know, we're so used to swimming in that same water the whole, you know, all of our lives that we forget that we're seeing through this, this water. We're, we're having a particular cultural glasses on. So only when you're taking out of that water and you're, you know, confronted, you know, either by moving abroad or by doing business with another culture, then you realize, oh, wait a minute, it's different. 
it's different here. I'm in a different water. So first, I always say, observe yourself and observe your own water and kind of know for yourself, okay, wait a minute. What is my belief here? What is my, 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 my normal value, my, my, my normal thing to do? And then observe others. And, and by, by observing others means, okay, observe how they greet, observe how they talk, observe um, how fast they make an appointment. Um, th there's a lot of things. Of course, you can do two things. I can, I can talk about examples, you know, when you meet someone face-to-face mm -hmm. -face or virtually. Virtually is the same, you know, it, it, it's talking fast, talking slow. Uh, observing others also means have patience. You know, that's a big tip because some people talk slower. Some people's English may not be as good as yours. Mm. So have patience to let the other person tell their story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And through the observation, I think then you kind of can say to yourself, well, what does this mean to me and how may this be different to that other person? So it's also, I guess you have to analyze as well, because what may be important to you may not necessarily be important to that person. Exactly. What, may, what is common sense to you is not common sense uh, to someone else. Um, you know, drive left or right on the road or eat with a fork and a knife or with chopsticks. Or the best example was I was actually doing a speech last week and I said, you know, for some people, um, you know, your dog may be your lovely pet and best friend, but for other countries, a dog is a, a nice dinner. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just, you know, common sense. But um, when when you do business, a lot of times it's virtual and you don't see the person. And then it's really trying to understand the other and observing the other has also a lot to do with um, asking a lot of questions and, and being very open in your communication. Mm. And I think that is the best approach that you, because some cultures, they don't talk so much. Mm -hmm. And they don't, for ex the biggest example is this. It's because I work a lot with uh, people from India and currently I'm living in the Netherlands and people in the Netherlands are known to be very, very direct, very direct. So what I mean is they will say no in your face easily. And mm -hmm. it's okay here. You know, the people are just, you know, it's it just you know, yes is yes and no is no. Mm -hmm. However, for people coming from abroad, the first thing they say is, gee, they're so rude. Because they really tell you in your face, like, no, I'm not agreeing with you. Bam. Mm -hmm. However, if you work, you know, in India, someone in India, he, you know, he, he doesn't want to be so confrontational. They're not used to be so confrontational to say no. So mm -hmm. they will easily say yes, but then that yes has five different meanings. It can be yes, I'll try, yes, maybe, or yes, no, but, you know, they will not say the word no. Mm. So then, if you want to then, you know, have a good collaboration between the Netherlands and Indians, then um, a Dutch person should really spend time to um, make sure um, the details are well explained, take more time to explain every detail, because an Indian person will not ask so many questions. They expect you to explain everything. Whereas mm. a Dutch person says, well, if you don't understand, just ask me. But no, that's not how it works. So... Mm. Having a thorough com communication, you know, a lot of answers, questions, details, making sure you really understand each other and, and taking that extra time to really make sure that you understand each other. That, I think that's really, really crucial. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So in terms of trust, because trust is very important in business and collaboration, do you have any practical strategies that you can recommend or suggest for, for building trust? when working across cultures? 
Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, again, that comes with, with knowing the cultures a little bit um, and learning. That's why I... That's why it's important to know, um, yeah, these the trainings I do, of course, with cultural trainings, you, you learn about, okay, how are these differences? And a simple example is this, when it comes to trust and doing business with each other, mm -hmm. for example, a lot of countries in Asia, they like to build, they're more of a relationship-oriented culture. Mm -hmm. The Western are more um, task-oriented. So mm -hmm. here comes the thing, when you do a project or a score business in the Western world, US or, or a lot of parts in Europe, then it's like, okay, this is a project, let's get started. And then you go, you dive into the business and you just go right away. Whereas in these other countries that are more relationship oriented, it's more important to build that trust between the people first and mm -hmm. to build on that relationship and to um, have a discussion and get to know each other and get to know a little bit more of the personal life or have uh, extensive you know, dinners or lunches together or really know each other. And then whenever that trust is there, then you know, they start working well together. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, a huge difference. Whereas, you know, in, in, in the US or in Europe, it's like, okay, this is a business, whether I know more about you or not, it doesn't matter, let's get started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So again, there, it's so important to, to learn, if you know, if you learn, if you have a basic of cultural training, then you know, okay, that's a relationship oriented culture, I should really, you know, take a little bit more time to get to know the person and then dive into the business. And mm -hmm. not right away try to expect that you will dive into the business, but it, it just won't work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That happens. The West is very, uh, quote unquote, cut to the chase. Yeah. <laughs> very. <Right>. Especially, <laughs> especially North Americans, the United States. Um, yeah. Very. I think I would say North, North America, the U.S. is probably by far one of the most direct when it comes to business. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Time is money. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. um, and everything has to move very quickly and decisions yeah. are made quickly. Whereas where I am, for example, in China, it just doesn't work that way in China. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's, exactly. it's complete yeah. opposite of that. Um, you, yeah. you don't do anything in China if there's no relationship and that relationship mm -hmm. takes time. But once the relationship is there, the trust has been built and it's strong, that's it. Yeah. You don't have to worry again, you know, whereas I think if you're, Good, for good or bad, depending on how you see it in, in, the, in certain aspects of Western culture, you can just have, an, a, have a business deal, you do business and you never see each other again and you never talk to each other again and everybody moves yeah. on. So it just kind of depends on how, how you prefer doing business. And like you said, getting to know and understand mm -hmm. the culture of the business that you're dealing with. Yeah, but if, you, if, if your goal is to do business with other cultures, then, then, then that is really something that people often forget. It's like you, 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 you have to show open-mindedness and be flexible to, to learn and understand the other culture. Otherwise, the business, just it, it won't work. Yeah. And then that's where the frustration comes like, gee, you know, it's, you know, I wanted this and then and then, and then it's not working and they're not replying and then they don't meet the deadline and blah, blah, blah. And they just don't get it. Whereas it's as simple as that take time to know each other and then it works. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, definitely, definitely. So I want to dive into some of your, um, your, your courses because I think they're really interesting and I thought mm -hmm. they would be um, a good way for our listeners to get uh, a bit of a feel for the different types of um, things that you offer for individuals who want to work in different cultures. So for example, you've got a course called Tools to Overcome Fears and Take Control. Now, mm -hmm. you're new to business, you're an early stage um, woman entrepreneur, you're just getting your feet wet, and you know that you need to get out there and 
and start collaborating and you know people are different you know you, it's all in your head it's fine in your head okay but then to take the step and actually do that it's a completely different matter so what do you offer in the course tools to overcome fear and take and take control is that more of a a business related course or is it life or is it everything yeah, it's, it's, you can use it in every area in your life. And actually, um, it's something you can use in every area in your life. And because, I mean, doing business, it's, it's also about who are you yourself. So um, you are the one doing the business. So it is, it is important and it is personal development, which, of course, if you feel stronger in yourself, then, of course, you will have clearer ideas in your business. So it, it just goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. It all starts with you in any case. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, of course, it's something that really helped me as well to, to, to grow my confidence. And what is it is that I, I show through videos, through activities, how everything always starts in our own minds. Mm-hmm. You know, saying things like, oh, you know, I, I'm not ready, I can't do it, or others are better than me, or, you know, I want this and that, but I will never be able to, or I don't have the money, or, you know, all these negative thoughts that come automatically. It's like an automatic pilot in our heads. That's mm-hmm. where it all starts. Mm-hmm. And it's the key to switch those around and it takes time and it takes effort, but there's just ways to do that. So it becomes an automation to change those thoughts and be able to say, oh, wait a minute, I can't, well, I will. Or I don't know that yet, well, I'll learn. And I don't see the glass half empty. No, I see the glass half full. And then you, you train yourself to do that. And then you can take the next step. And it's all about taking these little steps. You know, we sometimes want all these big things and a big career or we have these big dreams and goals and trust me i have those too mm. but the key is to break them down into smaller steps you know you don't climb the top of the mountain right away no you just you know you take you take steps you it's easier to climb a hill than to climb a mountain mm. so it's all about and what i what i use also is is is, is you know i i never I never, when I decided to move abroad, you know, the first time it was super scary, super, you know, a lot of fears going through my mind. And, 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 but what do you, you know, and, and I always say, I, I didn't just dive into the ocean. No, I, I, you know, you look at the ocean, you put a foot in the ocean and another foot, and you just take steps. Mm. But the thing is that what keeps driving me is I don't want to grow old and say, I wish I had done it. Mm. And you know, that thought in itself, you know, it just, it can, it can just, yeah. I mean, we have these thoughts and dreams and goals and, and, and it's so sad to see people that think, oh, you know, I will never be able to make it or all these kinds of excuses. Whereas if it's in you, then yes, you can make it. If you can dream it, you can make it. It's just a matter of, okay, what steps are you going to take? Which direction are you going to go? How are you going to do it? You know, for a long time, I was also, you know, working uh, full time and doing things on the side and then growing that and, there is a lot of ways that you can you can look I will never say to someone oh you know leave your job and just go for it and follow your heart and follow your dream I I had a speech of that this week as well like I hear that all the time and it frustrates me because it's not that easy no it's not but if you take those (laughs) little steps yeah you can you should never give up on those dreams and goals yeah I think and that can also be very um misleading to just tell someone oh, quit your job. It's, you know, you think, hello, well, I've got bills to pay. <laughs> you know, you don't just quit your job. But obviously, like you said, you've got to take those uh, baby steps that are required mm-hmm. to get to, to the bigger goal. What I do like about your website, and please guys do check out Rachel's website, which is www.rachelsmets.com, is that you have some very interesting expat interviews on the site as well. So let's say, for example, um, someone was actually moving 
for business or a job or to start. A lot of people move overseas to start a business or a venture. You have quite a few interesting, it looks like um, mm-hmm. women and I see, I see a guy on here as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess you interview them and you discuss their experiences of, of being an expat and living abroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, um, yeah, that's uh, so, 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 um, that's uh, indeed, um, but I'm just a little bit worried now because I'm, I'm like in the middle of like improving my website. It's, it's never good enough, of course, but yeah, <laughs> you know, because um, it's not really showing enough about cultures and cultural differences yet. But living abroad successfully is, is the reason, I mean, it's, it's the book I wrote, but it's also yes. my course that I'm actually launching tomorrow. Fantastic. And, um, it is my experience and in that book and, and that's also why during several years I was interviewing a lot of expats because I really, really want to, you know, have a solid ground in, in not just my own experience but also experiences from others so that in my course I can, you know, give you a lot of tips about, you know, what are the top tips of expats around the world uh, and how you do it and, and it's taking you through as well the book as a course is taking you through like, okay, from the moment you decide, you know, again, it, it starts with you. You're the one needing to decide, I want to go abroad. Are you the right person? You know, if you're a person attached to your family, your friends, your weekly routine, a little coffee with your friends, then maybe it's not for you. Yeah. So there's a lot of questions to ask yourself. And then, you know, what are you going to do? What kind of job? What kind of, you know, are you going to be a freelancer? What, what are you going to do? Where's your income coming from? There's a lot of money matters. It's a whole chapter. Like, it's really important. I never, I did a, I did a lot. And people still say, you know, you know, you have a lot of guts and you just move around. I'm like, no, I just don't just do it. I always mm. think about it. I, I plan my finances. I plan everything out. And it's mm. that plan that's so important. And through the course and through the book, I take you to the whole, you know, I want you to create your own plan. Like what is important to you? What is the next step? What is the checklist? And then you just tick off the boxes and you leave without stress. Right. And that's, um, that's really important. So, um, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Good, good, good. And then because our uh, discussion is about effective communication, would you agree that effective communication is more about listening than talking? Well, that's why we have two ears and only one mouth, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Listen more and uh, talk less. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, um, I think it's definitely, it's, it's a good point. It's a very good point. We, we, we tend to listen uh, too little, and it, it, which makes sense because we have... Oh, I forgot the numbers, but we have, um, there's this thing in our, in our minds that we, we just uh, have so many thoughts, much more than, we think much more than what we speak, of course, and what we can voice out verbally. So what happens is that somebody's talking to you, and then we're already like, you know, filling in the sentences, finishing sentences, having solutions in our head, and we just immediately want to blur it out, whereas mm-hmm. it takes effort to silence that voice and to think okay really focus on someone saying something and really listening it's a skill it's a talent you know it's it's uh it's definitely not the easiest thing to do but it 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 helps a lot and it comes back to observing people you know observing others means also listening to others and when i say observe others i always add observe objectively which is a huge difference observe objectively means do not judge Mm. you know People have different habits, different things, but if you learn a little bit about the culture, then then you, you increase your understanding. So observe objectively means don't compare with what you are used to. Mm-hmm. Don't compare with what you think and just really take time to listen, take time to learn and take time to yeah, observe objectively. But it makes sense. Listening is a, a true, uh, true skill. Yeah. And I think uh, judgment should be replaced with curiosity. 
instead mm -hmm. of judging, just be curious and say, hmm, why is it like that? And why is that different? Yeah. Which is yeah. perhaps a better approach if you're going to be working with, with different cultures. Because if you're judging all the time, it, it, it probably would be a barrier and you end up not working together, which isn't, which defeats the point, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to add something, because um, uh, I, I do want to say this before the time ends, but uh, when, when you talk about judging, taking your next step, I do have one important point that I think um, you will recognize as well, is that we tend to compare ourselves to others in a sense mm -hmm. of, oh, I want a career like them, or I want a business like her, or I, I want to do that and that, and, and, and I can't. You know, we tend to compare ourselves, or, or they have the greatest body, or good looking, whatever. Um, and that comparison can really bring you down. Oh God, and, it's toxic, um, it's awful. It's it awful. is, but it's, 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 it's so, again, it's so, it's like negative thinking, it's so human. Why? I mean, now with social media, you scroll down Facebook and you see all these dream holidays and fantastic bodies and achievements. And I mean, it's hard to do that without comparing yourself. Mm. But the trick is, and um, actually I did an entire TEDx talk about this because I have two TEDx talks and this one was about comparing yourself to others. And the thing, the key is that it's okay to look at others, mm. but instead of feeling bad about it, be inspired by them. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. when, I, when I had that switch in my life, I thought, okay, wait a minute, there's all these speakers and trainers all around the world and I want to be like them. And then I thought, okay, so what can I do to be like them and then it's that's when i started taking steps and building my business and building my website and instead of being jealous and thinking oh i want to be like them but i can't i thought mm -hmm. i want to be like them and if they can do it i can do it and so can you so exactly. it's a, it, you know look at other people and and and, and be inspired by them mm -hmm. which also brings me of course to the fact that it's a chapter in my other book but it's 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 um surround yourself with supportive people mm. because if you're surrounded by people that take you down all the time and that ask you a ton of questions like are you sure Joanne? or do you really want to do that i mean is that a good idea i don't know yeah mm. i mean that is like whew, it just drains your energy but mm -hmm. if you're surrounded by people that you know support you and that motivate you and this means be selective with your friends and say no and, and, and ditch some friends. And it sounds really hard, but that's what I've been doing all my life. It's like, you know, those people that took my energy and it's like, oh, you didn't call me, so you're not a friend anymore. Well, okay, fine, and I'm not a friend anymore. You know, I, yeah. I, I want to be with people who know me, who understand me, who give me my, yeah, my freedom and my motivation. So it's, it's a choice. Definitely, it is a choice. I think, though, at some point, you you can get so caught up in your your own passions and pursuing your own purpose that even if you see other people doing well or doing things that are interesting, you're just so involved and so enveloped in your own world that you just you're just on it. You're in the flow. You know what I mean? So you're you're so engaged in your own life <laughs> that and I think that can happen. And I think that happens a lot when you find your passion and, and you're very driven um, by your purpose. I, I've seen that with a lot of people. And I think that's that's a good place to be in, because like you said, you don't you, you're not um, you're not comparing yourself, but you, you wish others well and you're inspired by them but you're just so into your own thing. And I think that's so beautiful when, when you meet someone who's like that, because then they inspire you as well. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. The, 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 the trick is to get there. <laughs> yeah, that's the trick. That's the Yeah, trick. if you reach that, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yes, well, Rachel, it has been so great speaking with you. And Thank before you. you leave us, um, what parting words do you have 
for the lovely rare birds in our community who um, may be listening in and they're thinking, okay, this was really good, um, but what do I do now? <laughs> what, 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 it, what words of encouragement would you like to offer them? Okay, um, I'm immediately thinking about some quotes, uh, but I do want to say before I, I, I give a quote, um, I mean, if you have any questions or any comments, then people can always reach me because you're going to put all the links. Uh, Absolutely. Just, you know, contact me through my website, Facebook, or whatever. I'm, I'm all over the place, LinkedIn. Yes, um, you're very visible, so it's not hard so to can, find. Yeah, you. so you can just message me, uh, and I'm really happy to help out um, with anything. So okay. um, that's for sure. And, and and I'm also I have a lot of like sheet seats and, and articles and things that I'm I'm really willing to to give away or, or tips and stuff like that. So uh, so that's not a problem at all. Okay. Um, and yeah, I would say I, I'm always going with my gut feeling here. So the the one quote that just comes into my mind is. Um, Life changes, and so can you. And wow, I like there's, that. A of, there's a lot in there, you know. Like, I mean, I have a lot of quotes in my mind, but I think for now, it's it's yeah, life changes. And if, if you're an entrepreneur and you have dreams and ideas, and and you don't have to do the same thing the rest of your life, just really, life changes all the time, and 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 so can you. You just you really have a choice to make those changes, and and it doesn't mean abrupt and jump from a plane. No, just you know, take the necessary steps, but. Take yeah. your time and, and, and do it. Life is you, too short. You're so right. I always say life changes from breath to breath because pe I always say to people, I live life from from literally from breath to breath and they kind of look at me like I'm crazy like what is she saying but I what I what I really mean is that your breath you, the inhale and the exhale of life that literally changes every time we inhale and exhale every time and that's the one thing we have with us wherever we go and I think as long as you're breathing you can make changes and things change so instantly so I I, I really believe that uh, what you just said in that life is always changing it changes so rapidly from breath to breath. I mean, I could be doing this podcast with you right now and five minutes from now, something really bad can happen and boom, you know, it's over. So I think once you're breathing, you can make changes. It's a good focus to uh, what you mentioned is, is, is good to focus on your breath. The fact that you're breathing, just sometimes you stop. Yes. And Focus on your breath. I think that's really important too. It's like just hey, hold on a moment. You know, don't 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 race too fast. You know, and don't be too yeah. frustrated. But take time to breathe. <laughs> It's our internal soother, our breath. It's the one thing we have with us that can really calm us down if we focus on it. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's wonderful. But that is brilliant advice, and that's a good way to end. And mm -hmm. thank you so so much. It was really oh, nice to, so to listen to you and hear your views. And definitely, if anyone wants to reach out to Rachel, uh, she's got lots of fantastic courses. I highly highly suggest. Um, watching and or listening to her TED talk. It's very inspirational. It's really, really nice. I follow her on Facebook as well. You always have goodies on your Facebook page. <laughs> so I encourage everyone to check her out there and we'll have everything on the website. So that is it for now. Lovely birds, thank you for listening in and I hope you were inspired. And Rachel, thank you so much once again. Thank you too. Bye. Okay. Bye for now. Bye.